Hello, magic seekers. You are listening to the Little Scraps of Magic podcast, where you're invited to journey to the depths of your soul in search of pleasure, peace, truth, and grit. Here, you'll go within as you listen to conversations, meditations, and life lessons that will guide you back to your power, help you regulate your nervous system, and remind you that magic is real. I'm your host, Steph Traska, a life and embodiment coach, energy worker, mom of two crazy little boys, and at my core, a wild earth goddess. Whether you're in an energetic space of power and joy, or you're feeling shattered and stuck, it's my mission to nourish you back to your divine wholeness so that you step into your day and life with deep trust and an open heart. Now take a cleansing breath and open yourself up to receive today's little scrap of magic. Anything you want to do. Hello, loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Little Scraps of Magic podcast. I have here with me today my dear friend, Kaylin McDuff. She is a spiritual guide serving the medicine of full expression, hunger, and power. She follows her creative urges through her one-on-one work, group courses, retreats, transformational dinner parties, which I haven't had the pleasure of attending yet, though now I really want to. (laughs) And most recently, a one-woman show. She has been letting the wind carry her to different places and locations around the world as she moves along in her soul journey. But as of a couple weeks ago, Flat Rock, North Carolina, which is near Asheville, has become home for her. I met Kaylin at a bachelorette party almost a year ago, and it was not your typical bachelorette party. We'll probably chat a bit about that. <laughs> we had a profound connection and experience together during a plant medicine ceremony during that weekend. And I believe that was a major catalyst or at least playing part in the unfolding of the year that Kaylin has been living, which has been canceling a wedding and really just finding herself and As she aptly put when we were trying to figure out what to talk about on the podcast, picking herself up off the floor. (laughs) So I think that was where she began to hit the floor was when we met. Um, So welcome, Kaylin. I'm so glad to have you here today. I know we said we're just going to have free flowing conversation. Um, really talking about that moment, though, in Big Bear. I would I was Big Bear, right? Lake Arrowhead. Yeah, we were in we were in Big Bear. Big hair. Yeah, we'll talk about that and then your one woman show and just kind of see where. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I know two manifestors uh, scheduling something is the absolute most hilarious thing to watch. It's like it's like two people initiating and then it finally happens. You know what I mean? I know. Amazing (laughs) that we didn't cancel it or anything. Didn't I know? Honestly. Very impressed with us. And uh, yeah, it just feels so, it feels so sweet to be here. You know, it's like you were there in a very big, pivotal moment in my life. And it was just crazy because we had just met at the time, but it feels like I've known you forever. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you want to start? You want to talk about the, that moment or? Yeah. I want to yeah. talk about that moment. So, uh, yeah. Gosh. Well, let's see. What do I want to say? Well, I think you kind of caught everyone up to speed about the year that I've had. And um, that moment, you know, when we met at the bachelorette party in the medicine journey, I mean, obviously we were at the whole weekend together. But I feel like the medicine journey was when we really connected. And um, that was when I first really heard the voice to cancel the wedding. And, uh, you know, for those of you who are listening, you can imagine how um, what a mind fuck that is to be at a bachelorette party. It's like this is the duality of life, you know, being at a bachelorette party of one of our really good friends, Evan. And being in the energy of like, I so want to celebrate her. But then also, you know, I was like looking around, feeling the energy of weddings, feeling the energy of bachelorette parties. And somebody even said, one of our friends said like, oh, Kaylin, when are we going to have your bachelorette party? And I remember what happened in my body when she said that. It was like... I heard like, I don't know, I don't know, am I going to have it? Like, I just could not even connect to the possibility of a bachelorette party for me, which like for those of you who know me, it's like, you know, I love celebrations and some time with sisters and all of these things. Right. So that was like a moment to really pause, be like, oh, I don't know, something's not right, like in my body. And um, for any of you who are human design nerds, I have splenic authority, which basically means that I make decisions from my spleen, which is like this really faint, intuitive voice of intuition. What is your authority, Steph? It's, you know what? I forget if it's splenic. Is emotional? Emotional. I feel like you're emotional. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in any case, you know, coming into deeper relationship with that and just like listening to these like quiet whispers from my spleen. And yeah. And then during the medicine journey, I just had to like completely separate myself from the group. Um, you know, we were there for celebration and I was like, you know what my intention for this ceremony is? I'd like to go into my deepest, darkest truth or, or some some something like that. <laughs> Yes. And mine was so everyone else was like, I want to be giggly and wild and free. And then you had that. And I was like, I want to meet with my ascended masters and like yeah. remove the veil that is keeping me from my highest truth and my purpose here on the planet and what I'm supposed to do. We were like, but we still yeah. hadn't talked yet, you and I. At right. that point. We still hadn't really like had like a bonding moment. And so the journey starts and, you know, I'm with like so many of our beautiful friends and I could just feel the medicine settling in. And then I just saw the truth of like, I cannot stay with the group because they're in totally different energy and it's not bad. It's not wrong. Like I want them to have their experience. And uh, that is not the train that I am on. And so I've never done this in a ceremony space. But, you know, I just said, hey, like, I actually need to just go be by myself downstairs and wished everybody well and went on my way down the stairs. And as I was walking down the stairs, I heard the voice like you cannot unhear that voice, you know, at least 10, 15 times. Cancel the wedding. 
cancel the wedding cancel the wedding and it was like so eerie it, it, I was descending like literally into the basement and I'm hearing this and um you know and I get down there and I'm just like okay oh you know I had to just like fully let the truth of that run all the way through me because this is different you know than like I had been talking to Evan, you know, about like the nerves she had coming up around her wedding. Right. But this was like a different thing. This is not just like, oh, I'm doing something really big. And like, it's scary. It's like, oh, OK, hold on. I need to slow down and really look at this. And so that weekend that was really a turning point for me. And I remember coming back upstairs after I had been downstairs for a few hours, had my process, called a friend, you know, all these things. And um, I remember coming up and locking eyes with you and you just the, the whole room was still in celebration mode and you just felt every cell fiber of my being and like the and the exact spiritual location that I was in which was such a relief to be. I was like, oh, my God, she sees me. Yeah, that moment will stand out to me forever. And I had been you were out in the basement and I was outside on the beautiful deck. And I was just looking at the mountains and looking at the trees and listening to the birds. And my message I kept getting was you are the mountain. You are the mountain. You are the mountain. And so it felt, you know, I eventually came inside when all the sun had left the balcony and I was out there by myself and I came in reluctantly into the celebratory room where everyone else was having a beautiful time. And I just perched on this part of the couch, still looking outside. And I just remember feeling you enter the room and looking over and like you said, just locking eyes and immediately tears just started streaming buckets of oh, tears just streaming face. down my face oh. and I was like yeah I was like like it felt like, like come to me child like come here my god yeah and it felt like I was the mountain in that moment and you were having this massive Dude. massive breakthrough and awakening oh yeah and it was like I can't even tell everyone in the room what's going on I just like now it's not the time to be make an announcement. I just heard the boy said to cancel the wedding. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just remember the relief of like, oh my gosh, she sees me, she can hold me. And then I just, yeah, I just kept crying and releasing and we went into the other room together. And I was like, what? You know, it's like, what did I do to deserve this woman? Just like, who can, like, just hold this angel just appear. I was like, are you? What's your name? Like, okay, you know, you think that went down. Yeah, I think we had to exchange names again. Who are you after? After like an hour and a half of solid inspection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, um, really really profound and you know from that moment it was like I could not ignore that right it's like I had been kind of hearing these whispers and 
But that I was like, I can't, I can't ignore that, you know? And then it's like, I went home and had a series of conversations, you know, with my partner at the time. And, you know, that was just really some of the messiest times of my life being honest in a spot like that and like what it takes. I've just talked to so many women and heard from so many women since I have shared so openly about this, you know, wedding cancellation portal that I've gone through this year, you know, and heard from so many women, women who said, wow, I heard the voice and I didn't follow it, you know, and So it's scary. I mean, even now I'm like, oh, my God, am I like sharing this, you know? But every time I share, I really get how profound it is to be the woman who could actually like shift the timeline inside of all of those circumstances, you know? Yeah. So I'm having this question pop up because now it's like it's just over... It's a couple months after when you would have been married. It's like not even a month. The wedding date was November. That was right, because you did your one-woman show yeah. on the yeah. date. Okay, we'll talk about the synchronicities of that in a minute. Too. Yeah. But I'm just like, have you thought of what your life would look like? The woman that you may have become, had you not honored that voice and listened to that voice? Because I imagine you heard that voice and it was undeniable and you felt it so strongly in your body. You didn't know what was coming next. You knew what your life would look like if you were going to marry Angel and carry on. This would be your life partner. Like you had that image. You didn't know if I listen to this voice, what happens, you know? And so, yeah. What was it like following that thread and surrendering to the unknown? And then also, have you thought about what your life would feel like and what you would be Uh, like right now if you didn't listen? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say what my life would be like, because I I just don't know that we would have made it to the final wedding. I just think it would have become harder and harder to cancel it because we canceled it at a point when like we hadn't sent the save the dates. Nobody had like booked plane tickets. We had essentially just booked the venue and like started talking to vendors and had a deposit down. You know, it was very real. But just knowing what I know about the foundation and what was happening in our relationship, I I just look at that and I'm like, man, would I have followed through? I just I don't know. I don't even know. And I don't really play too much of the what would have been. But what I can tell you is that there just would have been a lot of self-abandonment to stay on that path with him and to just be in that relationship. It was not aligned. Yeah. You know? And um, so now it's wild to think, you know, because we had plans to move to Mexico and to start a family and create our business together, you know. And there was just a moment in time where I just saw all of that stuff that I thought I wanted to create with him. And then it was just honestly like stressing me out, you know. It felt like it was stuff out here, all the way out here. But I couldn't actually feel it in my energetic field. I couldn't feel the truth of it. And so that was the piece that I had to just really be honest about. You know, when I had that conversation with him after the bachelorette party, 
You know, it's just like everything is just like just feels like it's out there. Like I don't feel like the full version of me is a part of these future plans that we have been making, you Mm. know. And that was really intense to admit that. But then what I did over the course of the following months was to really like unpack and look at, okay, oh, where did I abandon myself? Oh, what happened on date number three? And when we moved in together, right? And and so it's like, you know, it can be a little bit of a mindfuck to be like, wait, how did we get here? Because I love this man. Like, how are, what's happening, you know? And and sort of to reconcile that, I really had to like go all the way back, 17 clicks, right? And be like, okay, what happened in the beginning, right? In month one, month two, month three, and unpacking all of my patterns, right? You know, because it's it's like this was never about him. It's like he was just a mirror for me to see all of my stuff right and then i just i i got to be really honest with him and i started like serving the truth to him and saying hey okay the values that our relationship was founded upon here's actually what i'm seeing now here's what's true now here's who i am here's who i'm not and then the that was the heartbreaking part is that once i just started really unpacking all of that and saying okay here's where i am honestly that did not match up with where he was headed we were just two different beings who at one point we were vibing on the same energetic frequency and then you know We just weren't. And I think it's so brave and wise that you were able to feel that and see that and know relationships, they're not all meant to be permanent. Even our best friends aren't always meant to be our best friends for life, right? Like you said, he was this mirror for you and he was able to give you this beautiful gift and opportunity to see the places where you'd abandoned yourself where you had cheated on yourself, where you weren't being true. I love how you phrased it. Like I began serving him the truth, you know, as you did, things became undeniable, right? Yeah. And so I just know that the path there with him and that partnership just would have eventually broken, right? And it would have just been more abandonment. And so, you know, it's surreal being in this spiritual location, like, fully having come back to myself, fully choosing, you know, my life. And it's slow and it's humbling. It's so humbling. But every decision I make, I'm like, okay, I am fully slowing down with myself. And the bricks that I am building this new foundation with, like, it's just, it's just truth, truth, truth 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 and like you know the truth the truth is not always lit you know i was sharing my plans to move to north carolina leaving california after five years and i came here honestly because it's just it's it's what is true and my body and my soul were like yes We want to be in the mountains. 
And and there is something, I'm not here solely because of my family, but it is an amazing thing that my family is also here. You know? Yeah, that's why we're in Cleveland, baby. <laughs> like, I can't deny that, you know? And, and I never thought I would be that woman that's like, oh, I actually want to live near my family. That was never how I... Um, how I made choices. And I, and I wouldn't even say that it was the central reason that I like chose this transition. But, but in any case, I just remember I, I said to him, I'm, I'm uh, moving to Asheville. And, um, you know, he said something like, oh, God, okay. You don't seem like very lit about it. And, you know, I really sat with that and it was kind of a bit of a like, huh, I had to really go inwards after that conversation. And, uh, you know, what I came to was I was like, oh, yeah, no, like the truth isn't always lit. The okay. truth just is. Yes. Amen. <laughs> you know, and 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 quite honestly, like, I think he fell in love with a version of me that was like, uh, you know, I want to be kind to the previous versions of me. But there was there this version of me that was sort of like, going after peak experiences and the fantasy and like after lit experiences. <laughs> and so I think it was surprising. That was actually a moment where I just saw our different paths and it's not like bad or good or right or wrong. It's just different. And I was like, oh, I'm no longer choosing a life just based on like, I'm just lit about this. It's actually like, no, no, no I'm choosing truth. And then, you know, in the weeks that followed, I slowly started feeling excitement, you know, and I do feel I'm like, oh, I feel some excitement for building a life here. But it's not the same kind of external excitement that I used to have in the past. It's like it's all right here, baby. You know, it's right here. Yeah, it's a groundedness. There's Yeah, it's just grounded, you know? I'm like, my life is simple right now. I, you know, I'm like at my mom's house, okay? I, I am a 39-year-old woman at my mom's house right now. And I'm going to be here for a few months because there's no rush. And I can take my time to find, you know, where I want to live next. And that is like, I can feel my future sort of bubbling up in front of me. Um, but yeah, it's not this like adrenalized, like, yeah, oh my God, everything's amazing. It's so, it's like, okay, great. I bought some sweaters today because it's cold here. That's just what it's true. Yeah. I think that's so important to point out too, because we have been so conditioned to believe that what's right should feel like fireworks, right? The right man or the right woman for you should feel like you're getting slammed up against a wall with like all of everything just swimming around in your groins and your loins whenever it's all like, you know, and it's not, that's not always what truth feels like. That's not always what success feels like. That's not always what wellness and health and sustainability and what's authentic feels like, right? No, it's like, it's really not. And I think the most meaningful joy comes from like when you do follow that little whisper and you're like, I don't know, I kind of have some aversion, but I think this is true. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. It's true. It's true. It's true. Oh, oh, wow. oh my God. You know, and there's like a whole world 
but you cannot possibly see that when you're just following truth. You know, truth is like, why? You know, my ego was like, why are we leaving California? This is terrible. Then I did an astrocartography session with this amazing woman, Benyamina. And for those of you who don't know what astrocartography is, it's basically like a I'm not even an astrology expert, but it's basically looking at astrology combined with geography and then looking at where is ideal for you to go. And it was so clear, Steph. I was like, you need to go to the mountains of North Carolina. And I'm so glad because actually that's only eight hours south of me. It's where Mike and I got married. So, oh. you know. <laughs> Wait, now I'm only eight hours from you. Wait, I did not realize that. Okay, this opens up a whole other layer of possibility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> so I want to zero in on something that you have been going back to again and again and again since we started this conversation, and that's truth. And knowing what your truth feels like, is that something that you have always been able to do? Is that something that you learned recently? I'm thinking for anyone listening, you know, that's like, okay, find your truth, listen to your truth. You know, when we're living it, it's easy enough for us to know what it sounds like, what it feels like in our body or what it feels like when we're not doing that. But I'd love for you to fill me in on if that's something that you have always, you've been a truth seeker and you've been able to support yourself in that, or if that's been a journey for you and how might other people be able to listen or hear their truths? Yeah, I love that. Yes. This is like, foundation of my life 101 from now until forever and hopefully hopefully in the next lifetime i'm gonna really bring this as the foundation <laughs> this was my lifetime to learn this yeah i mean i wouldn't say that i've always had deep access to the truth i think i have always had access to threads of truth for sure that's just i think i've always valued honesty um but the truth is is that I really developed some people-pleasing tendencies in my life, really um, wanting to be liked. And maybe you can relate to this being a manifester. We have really big energy that triggers people and people love us or hate us. And I've just spent, I spent a lot of my life just wanting everyone to love me and being like, you, me like, too a bull in the china shop like let me just see if i can tiptoe into this room i'm sure no one will notice and it's like you cannot hide this dense aura <laughs> it's just unmistakable right it's like i can I, you and i we just go into a room and it's like we just make an impact regardless of whether or not we say something and actually what i've learned is that people trust me more if I just am willing to say the thing because uh, otherwise they're like what there's they can feel the thing under the surface and they're like what is she withholding what's happening so I've just learned I'm like I'm just gonna you know give all my cards I have to say when we met too at the bachelorette party I was like who's that chick like I because you were obviously too working through something but it is the manifestor energy too but I think there's times when we're more like boom right like you have this force field around you and I didn't like they say about manifestors people don't always know what to make of you and I remember thinking that like really Evan like because Evan was my friend growing up she's one of my best friends in high school I'm like this is one of her friends is this girl even nice like she doesn't seem very happy to be here <laughs> it was definitely like 
I was on the fence of Team Kaylin until our plant medicine journey. <laughs> totally. And I think, and this is honestly, you know, I've learned this over time. I'm like, this is a very common experience that I have just with new with people who are new to meeting me. They're like, I don't really know. Where do I stand with her? Is it safe? What's happening? <laughs> you know, I think that's like the internal dialogue. And I, I, so I don't know. I think I kind of always sensed that for my whole life, but wasn't really consciously aware of it. So then I just developed a bunch of like fawning people pleasing techniques to try to like con people into liking me. And then that was just fake. Right. And it's not it's not sustainable. If you build relationships on that, it's just actually like not sustainable. So uh, my relationship with truth really started with pussy stroking. So this is different than masturbation or uh, a practice with the goal of climax. So um, about six years ago in New York, I started a practice called orgasmic meditation. And um, that really like just thawed my body out. And I'm like, access to pussy is access to truth. That's that's just it. And and then since then, over the last number of years, I've just developed my own self-stroking practice. And then I also practice a practice called Sex Bomb, which was developed by my teacher, Perry Chase, my current spiritual teacher. So um, all of that to say that I have about six years of pussy stroking under my belt. And like, it's really, this is just like goalless. This is just like, okay, I am going to stroke my pussy with the only intention of just opening the energy and seeing what wants to move through. And so in opening that channel for me, and this is also, I want to be very clear, this is not, oh, just choose everything from your pussy. Because the difference, like what my pussy wants is different than truth, okay? My pussy would just be like, let's just fuck everyone. And like, that's not actually fully integrated with my heart and my soul, okay? So I want to be very clear about this. There are people out there that will teach you just like follow everything that your pussy says. I've been through a phase where I was like, I'm just going to actually like allow my pussy to just make all the choices. And it was great. Uh, you know, I had a great ride of that for several years, honestly. <laughs> but, but you know, uh, what I have found in this this current location is that the path that I'm on is like bring my soul all the way into my body. And one of the ways I can do that is through the heat that's created through pussy stroking, right? That creates alchemy and it just creates space and motion within your soul. Mm -hmm. And so this is a very long-winded answer to your question about truth and how do we orient ourselves? And I think what I would say to somebody who's listening that's like, I don't know, I don't know how I find my truth. The biggest thing I would say is to give yourself space to be separate from everyone else in your life. And whether that's like a pussy stroking practice or a meditation practice or you just sitting silently and journaling. But it's like you need to be able to be in your own energy to start to feel that energetic channel. When you are around others, it is so easy to take their energy and their beliefs and their opinions on. And then suddenly you're like, how did things get so distorted? Because you were doing what everybody else wanted you to do or what the societally correct thing is. So it's like you actually have to 
separate out all of that noise. And that's, you know, that's really like some of the work that I do with my clients is just getting all of that noise out, getting you into deep, deep relationship with yourself. And then from there, it's like you can just be a channel for truth. And you can start to feel it. You know, you can do experiments and be like, oh, like try something that you know is true. Like say, I'm a woman. Okay, that that is just something that I know is true. And I can slow down and feel that in my body. And if you're a listener, you can even just practice this with yourself, whatever your version of that is. And then say something that's not true, like uh, my name is Susie. You know, I can say my name is Susie and I can just feel that doesn't have like a clunk in my body the same way I am a woman does. And so you can just start to practice with yourself really slowly. Right. And this takes millions and millions of tries. And then the universe will course correct you. That's the beautiful thing is the truth is not like it's not a secret. It's like. You will make a choice that's maybe not true. And then, oh, wait, you'll actually pay the consequences. And that's okay. And then you'll be like, oh, I actually kind of knew that wasn't true. Oh, shit. Okay. And then you get to go back and sort of unpack and be like, oh, where did I hear the voice of truth? And I didn't listen. And moving forward, you're like, oh, you'll just start to hear it sooner. Yeah. You know, I love that you brought into this conversation pussy stroking, which I hear you talking about like that all the time. I always like self pleasure. So I'm even for anyone listening, it's like these are different things, though, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a sexualized practice, right? Again, conditioned and fed about the female body, about ourselves, is that we are and we should be highly sexualized. And what I hear from so many women that are in relationships or not in relationships, but when they are having sex, they are completely, and this was me too, prior to doing a lot of healing work over the last couple of years where I was complete people pleaser, didn't know myself, didn't know my truth. But when they're having sex, they are in their heads the whole time and they can't be in their bodies and they, they can't feel themselves. And so like just listening to you speak about your practice too, it's like, well, of course that that's going to break the chains away and help you to center and ground and yeah, clear the channel. So right now, so many women just don't even know who they are or or what their bodies are for, who they're for, what they're capable of. We just think that they are performative, hypersexualized things. Yeah. Then that we're always up here. We're always in the head and we can't separate any of it. And so, how, of course, how can you have a compass? How can you know your truth when that's the case? Oh, yeah. If you're just, and I mean, listen, take it from a woman who I spent most of my life being very numb and I just did not know, you know, like, or I, I I actually, I think I knew on some level, but like, I just, I had no idea how that was impacting my entire life, you know, like how closed my heart was because of that, you know, and yeah. And, and speaking to women who are like, yeah, I don't know, like in their heads in sex, it's like, you have to get in the deepest relationship with yourself first. And then bringing a partner into the mix is just like, oh, wow, that's like amazing. You know, (laughs) it's like, I had, you know, it's kind of the cherry on top, but your relationship with your own sexuality, I think that is like, 
first and foremost, where you have to be willing to start. And then honestly, it's like you can make your partner brilliant if you are just open, then almost any partner could come in there and actually win with you, you know? But if you're closed and your partner's like, I, how do I please you? It's like that situation is just, you know, it's going nowhere until you open. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. I, I definitely told Mike a couple years ago, I took sex off the table and was like, because I knew I didn't have a healthy relationship with intimacy. Like I didn't want to look into his eyes, my husband, who I trust with my everything, you know, and who supports and is so tender and, and amazing with me in all these different ways. And I was like, don't try to look at me when we have sex. No, you know, so I like knew I was like, I have work to do here. And I said, I need to develop a relationship with myself before I can open up to having a healthy and like really robust sex life with with you for us, you know, and that's changed so much for us. Um, okay, I want to divert our conversation a little bit because I want to give you some time to talk about your one woman show. And I think I'm not positive, but I think this this other part of this question might set us up for that. So pussy stroking, a beautiful way to access your truth and to clear the cobwebs and open the channel. Another way that I I think I saw you unpacking a lot of the the lies you might have told yourself or a lot of the places where you might have abandoned yourself, not even just in your relationship with Angel and canceling the wedding, but probably prior to that. One of the things you did, I think, was reading your old journals. Is that right? Like, did you read through all the journals and you took notes and you identified patterns? I just feel like that's a practice I have not seeing people do with the same intensity and focus that you did it with. And it seems like it was a very vital part of your journey to your truth. And I believe coming to that realization of I need to write and perform this one woman show of my journey. So however, whatever parts resonate, whatever feels right to, you know, lead into, I would love to hear. Yeah. So um, what I, I did look back at some some old journals from earlier in the relationship, and that was illuminating um, to just see like different things I was saying at the time, like, oh, I'm open to this or I'm actually not open to that, you know, or whatever sort of things. But actually, the thing that really supported me to get free was doing an inventory of every single relationship that uh, really every single relationship fling some one night stands basically anything that I could remember in chronological order and so this is an exercise that I did with my teacher Perry and if any of you have done step work this is not the same thing but it's similar to doing a step four with AA or you know pick your step program it's basically like an inventory and just looking at, okay, how did I show up in all of these relationships? Like, how did they begin? What do I notice about these men? Right. What did I really enjoy? It, it was really it's, it's like being like a police officer at the scene of the crime and just looking at the facts. So there's no judgment. It's just like, let's look at the facts. 
So I spent several months. I mean, and this was, I think I wrote 125 pages handwritten. And that really supported me to see all of my patterns over time, you know, just the places where like I set up power dynamics with men, where my control patterns came into play, looking at the kinds of men that I chose. If we're just being honest, like what motivated me to choose these men, you know, Um, the places where I wanted to get something, all the places I was attached And really the places where my heart wasn't fully available for true intimacy, you know, and that was so sobering because you do that. It was one relationship and you're like, okay, that's kind of interesting. But you look at 20 plus years of dating history, you have to be honest with yourself like, hey, I'm the common denominator here. And that was really sobering. But that ultimately is like really what had me get free in so many places. Because again, it's like we could just, I could make him wrong all day long. And and surely you must know I've done that, right? I'm a human. I'm a normal human, okay? So I've had many victim moments this year. Um, But what I can say is like that process really supported me to get free and just look at all my stuff. So from there, I mean, I was just this whole one woman show thing came into play this summer. I spoke at my teacher's event in New York and uh, did like a 10 minute unscripted talk. And it was amazing. It was like, you know, just the time of my life to be on stage and to transmit my journey of surrender. Right. And it was a surrender to just be up there and talk for 10 minutes and transmit really and so after that I had like so many people come up to me and be like you need to do a one-woman show like you are a one-woman show and this was I mean 20 30 people you know coming up to me giving me this reflection okay and I was like oh my god oh my god and then my best friend Sarah she was like maybe you should do it a one-woman show about the wedding on the day that the wedding was supposed to happen. And I was like, are you? And so anyways, I long story short, I sat with it for several months, just couldn't fully feel the truth of it until I just felt the truth of it. It was like six weeks I had to make this happen. And it was like, it came in and I was like, oh my God, there's nothing in the way. There's a hundred percent probability that I can do this and do it well. And there's really nothing in the way. And that was the most confronting moment to realize like, oh, I can actually do this. But it's one of those desires where it's like, if I had not decided in that exact moment, like I'm going to do this, then the door would have closed probably the next day, quite honestly. It's like that specific. And so that took me on a whole journey of saying, yeah, I have six weeks. I'm going to do an unscripted one woman show in North Hollywood in LA. And um, it was the absolute, I think it's just the my favorite thing I've ever done, Steph. Like it was just so alchemical, so healing and so in the moment, like what wanted to come through. Yeah. What did it feel like being up on stage and transmitting, as you said, because that's very different from memorizing lines. What did it feel like to I mean, that's a birthing situation. You are birthing something out into the world 
in addition to a new version of you because you after that you're different you're different yeah it oh and I loved the reflection you actually gave me during the creation process you were like everyone who's going to be in the audience is part of your birthing team Although, you know, like they're your midwives and your doulas and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like that opened up so much for me. And um it was I I became who I am in front of that audience. It's like I could not be who I am speaking to you today had I not had that experience. Like something happens in that energetic field of me transmitting and putting the energy out, feeling it move through the audience, their feedback coming back to me. Like that was the greatest gift of of my life, you know? And I know the audience got so much. I mean, I keep getting these reflections and I had like 125 people in attendance. And so it was like, I ultimate freedom, like ultimate sovereignty in all locations. And um, my one of my friends, like she, oh, Carly Joe, you know, Carly Joe, she gave me the most gorgeous reflection. She was like, I'm so blown away that you did this on the day that this was supposed to be like, we could have been in Mexico today with you and we're here in this theater. And she was like, I imagine that it's a hard day. But she was like, you created art. You created art out of it. And when she said that, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I created art out of my pain. And yeah, it was so potent to just trust myself there. And yeah, like I said, receiving the gift of the attention of the audience. I will never forget that feeling. It's like the woman that you became after doing that show. Like I just see her being the one whispering to you as you were going down the stairs at the bachelorette party, cancel the wedding, cancel the wedding, because to get to her, that's exactly what needed to happen, right? totally and she like this version of me is like girl you don't even know some of the surprises i have waiting for you <laughs> you know i did um i i don't know if you know this i i think we've talked about this i'm a clairvoyant as well and yeah i was doing a reading with a friend recently and um she was just looking at what's coming right and like i'm still in this down like hibernation there's 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 something be being created in the soil but then what she saw in terms of what is coming you know it's just like a cornucopia of beauty and abundance and just i think it's just so beyond what i could have ever like imagined from my mind you know it's like that life that i was gonna have i don't know what would have happened but there is something so much richer being created and birthed from like deepest truth. And it's like such a relief, you know, I'm so grateful for this conversation today because it's like I'm saying the things that I need to hear. You know what I mean? It's like I'm sharing the story, but then I'm integrating and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like I'm reminding myself right now in real time. 
<laughs> you know? Because there's still the mind that's like, Kaylin, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's that affirmation that only you can give yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to journey to be able to find the words and to process and to to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love to wrap up with this invitation for you to think about what's next. You know, we were talking before we hit record about how both you and I are finding ourselves deep in the throes of fatigue and exhaustion that comes with being a manifester at times, right? The need for our rest cycles before the next initiation, which, you know, as you have just beautifully pointed out, you trust and you know it's going to be this cornucopia of goodness and abundance. Um, rest also comes during the winter, right? You're over on the East east Coast, sort of. No, I know you're a little ah, more... Oh, I'm... But- Firmly on the East Coast. East Coast. I mean, I always think South, like, is, yeah. 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 Am I South? Oh, gosh. Yeah, not quite. I feel like Asheville's got a different energy. It's a little gusty, I think. Yeah, but, you know, you are going to be enjoying the season of winter. It's going to come to you in other ways, and I think we feel that. We feel that geographically and, you know, the cycles of nature. Um. And so just inviting you to reflect for a moment or two about Hmm. how you can support yourself on this next leg of your journey as you prepare to winter, how you hope to see yourself through the season of rest and what you trust may come through once it's time to bloom again. Mm. Yeah, um, just as you say that. I yeah, I just see so much nourishment for these next like next month, next couple of months, just like sweaters and fires and tea and soup and going to bed at like 930 and sleeping nine hours, going to yoga and, you know, really giving myself this um yeah, this like this spaciousness, you know, because I it's like it's winter and I am in a rest cycle, which we manifestors need after like I'm still coming down from that show and the bigness of the energy. And and so, you know, the other thing I think during this phase is I can feel myself like it's just like, OK, one little true thing at a time, you know, I'm like this weekend I'm going to go up to Asheville, um, you know, which is about 30 minutes away and spend time with a friend up there and just kind of look around and maybe look at some areas. I might even look at, you know, some places, you know, we'll just I'm just like, OK, we're just opening up some some doors of possibility and just kind of getting curious about where I may want to live but just going really slow with that like I actually want to give myself space and then you know what I can feel and the thing I felt when I um turned onto I26 off of I40 into and started driving into Asheville last week was I can just feel this community that I am creating and calling in, you know, like I think people are going to end up moving here because I encourage them to. And because of the community I'm building, like I just no, I just know people are going to move here. I have friends that I just know are going to eventually end up here, um, you know, with my uh, encouragement, 
and and but simply because there's just this energy i can feel this like nutritious community it's like it's like family based and it's like just um i mean this sounds so silly but i'm just going to say it's like living off the land you know like like, am I really going to be doing that? But I honestly think I am. It's that Asheville is such a special place. And I, I don't really think I could ever really homestead because like I would have to definitely go vegan. I just couldn't, you know, but to say when like Mike and I spent a lot of time there when we were getting ready to get married, we lived in Denver, Colorado for a couple of years. And when we wanted when we were getting married, we we're like, we want to be in the mountains, but we don't want to be that far away planning a wedding like cross country. And we're like, we haven't been to Asheville yet. Like, let's go to the Blue Ridge Mountains and like see what it's about. And we just fell in love with it. And anytime I'm there, I feel so connected to the land and this impulse to live off the land. I read all these books when I'm there and I'm like, I'm going to be a homesteader. Like whenever I'm in Asheville, that is the energy. So I don't think you're crazy in saying that, even if it's something you've never done or learned about before like we have seasons we have chapters and we have the next thing that's waiting for us and that absolutely can be the next thing that's waiting for you totally i'm like i don't know am i supposed to have a chicken group like what's happening you know what i mean i and i don't know that this is all like i can feel all of this stuff in my field then it does not feel like it's like a right now like all of this is happening in this exact moment but i can just feel this like community and the earth and just like magic and healing in these mountains you know so that's what i'm really excited to step into and 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 also just like i love decorating you know and so wherever i end up next i'm just so excited to to like have my imprint on whatever whatever i decide for my housing you know and really like nesting and that's part of my creation process when i create an environment that's so me then just like everything else flows from there yeah creating home your soft place to land after this big journey yeah like it's going to be i mean really this is going to be a year of roots the deepest roots i've never really created like full on roots you know 11 years in new york 5 years in california and i'm like oh no no i feel a different kind of root coming through me mm, beautiful beautiful last question and it's a quick one i ask everyone at the end of the podcast episode the little scraps of magic podcast what is a little scrap of magic in your life right now? Oh, every day I'm receiving surprises. And, and it, it, it's like the universe is just like, oh, I'm backing you. I'm holding you. And like this morning, it was before I went to yoga. I, I went outside and it was it, it was cold. It was a little frosty here in North Carolina. OK, I'm not prepared for that. And my mom's boyfriend had scraped my window in anticipation of me leaving early to go to yoga. And it's like things like this are just happening every day, you know? And it's so, it is so magical. I am so held. I'm like, life loves me, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Where can people find you and connect with you if they want? 
Yeah. Um, Instagram is the best place. Kaylin McDuff on Instagram. Feel free to send me a message. And you can also join my mailing list there. I started a series called Getting Up Off the Floor of My Life. Uh, and, you know, I, I highly recommend it. Maybe I'm not on your email list. Oh my gosh, you absurd. Hey, sh- yeah, you need to join. Yeah, okay, right. let's definitely get you on the list. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, I'm like, oh, people need to write from this. I need to write from this location. It's, I feel like it's not, you know, people look at the, like, the highs and i'm like no no no. here's what it's like to actually get up off the floor and build roots so that's what i'm writing about right now. okay yes amen i love this conversation i'm so excited to share it with people uh i just love you so much i love you i'm so grateful for you so grateful for you too and until next time everyone keep looking for the little scraps of magic in your life Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. It's such an honor to be invited into your space. If you love today's show, subscribe and leave a review so you don't miss a thing. And if you're looking for more in-depth support in your life, if you're seeking to be held and inspired for your growth, I do offer one-on-one EFT or tapping sessions, spiritual life coaching, and other group programs. I always am talking about these on my Instagram, which is Steph, S-T-E-P-H dot Traska, T-R-Z-A-S-K-A, and also on my website, littlescrapsofmagic.com. So please wander over to either of those platforms and see how I can support you more deeply. Until next time, keep looking for those little scraps of magic. Thank you.